thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Download the app today. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you and gee whiz, we are getting controversial today and as always we are getting controversial with my brother from another mother, Dr. Damien Christoph is experiencing his fair share of ageism and it's not right. Damo, welcome to the podcast. How are you, great man? <laughs> Hello, Piercy. Uh, I am getting a little bit of ageism. Maybe it's just me being sensitive in my older age. Um, <laughs> You're not but, sensitive. Um, but, you know, just recently I've been getting a bit ageismed and, um, and I've never I've never felt discrimination before, um, but it's happening uh, more and more just because I have a five at the start of my birth, birth years as opposed to a four. I was younger only a few weeks ago. Um, and received less ageisms um, than what I do now, which is really it's a fascinating thing. Um, and for anybody that's been a victim of um, discrimination because of race, colour, creed, now age, um, I'm starting to feel it, I'm starting to understand it. And this is going to apply to people in their 20s that think teenagers, uh, you know, teenagers call them too old. If you're in your 30s, you're too old, according to the 20-year-olds. And now Damo's in his 50s. You know, he's over the hill. According to society, it's all downhill from here. Um, I've had conversations with someone recently that's been told that they're too old to travel, that they'll fall apart if they travel, if they fall over. They can't afford it. And it's going to cost them an arm and a leg to get home because of their age. They're not worth... Uh, um, insuring, you know, they won't get insured because of a, a year on their birth certificate. Yeah. And as soon as I brought this up with you, you said, yeah, well, now that there's a five in front of your your biological age, you are noticing it. Like what specifically, if you're happy to share, because I know our listeners who vary in age from their 20s all the way through to their 80s that I know of um, will relate to this. What have you experienced as a result of turning the big five over? Uh, it's been, I mean, the very, very first thing, I think we already spoke about it, I, I wasn't invited to a golf event um, because I was too old to I go. Did, I like, did not know that. They were looking for a uh, a younger group um, was what I was told and that I was too old. Um, and so that was, that was um, hurtful because it was a group of guys that I – would normally play with. Oh, like your all, mates. Yeah, all of a sudden I wasn't invited because I was, you know, 50. So, um, or I think, I, yeah, I think I just turned 50. And uh, and some of those guys were invited to my 50th party. You're joking. No. So uh, that was a really oh. um, in-your-face kind of moment. So they decided not to invite you because, because of your age. Yeah. That's what I was told originally. That the, story, is the story was then changed to be oh because it was handicapped, but then there's people that were playing with a higher handicap than me, and so then I was told that oh, it's a pro event, and then the, but there was people that were playing that weren't pros, so that that upset me a little bit. Um, and but I got over it because I was like, oh well, you know, you, you choose the group you want to play with, you know, not a problem. Just happened to be something that a lot of people spoke about, so that was really interesting. And then um, what? I suppose I get these days is um, is probably more throwaway. It's the casual, the casual comments, casual um, ageism. 
casualism yeah so i uh, you know you're too old or um you, you know you, you won't understand because you're too old for that it's that it's that sort of thing you know and so they're more probably these days the throwaway comments i'm not sensitive to it but i'm just noticing it more if that makes sense yeah um and i'm really blessed you know everything in my life is is generally unreal so i don't there's nothing that i feel necessarily aggrieved about i just find it really interesting that there's almost a permission um for people to level um an opinion based on my age these days um but it got me thinking piercy about other people who might experience um some degree of discrimination across the board um because of their literacy uh so for example health literacy people might feel some degree of discrimination where a a professional um in a more um authoritative uh role could say something um and lead somebody down the garden track at the expense of an opportunity for somebody to excel or exceed or to have a greater life experience um because somebody threw the um the authority book at at somebody you know what i mean and so for me uh, i i feel aggrieved by that and i've seen that recently where people have been coming in to see the chiropractor they've mentioned it to a physiotherapist who by the way i love physiotherapists but you know, they shouldn't say... Some of our say, best friends are physios. Yeah, don't go and see X, Y, Z, they're no good. Like, you shouldn't be saying that sort of stuff. And then um, I've had doctors say, don't go see a chiropractor because, you know, they're dangerous, they kill people. Or, you know, you hear about... I'm Aunt in Mary. trouble married to Sarah then. <laughs> and Amber's in trouble married to you. Yeah, that but you know what I mean? So, like, it's those sorts of things that authoritative person in someone's life has a throwaway comment that derails the direction of someone's life and potential well-being mm. um, based on a value judgment or an opinion that may be baseless and or, fa- and or false, you know. So um, I, I think that, that's got me triggered a little bit, Piercy, and I know it's got you triggered at the moment too. So um, let's not make it all about me. Let's have a little chat about you. Well, I think it's more endemic in society. I suppose some recent conversations have just brought up the view in my – well, the reminder um, in in my – in my world, that this is, it, this is going to sound hyperbolic, but ageism is a cancer in society. It is now at a point where people are so disempowered, what Martin Seligman would call, there is so much learned helplessness about people's age that they just think it's normal to be too old to work that job, to be too old to take that trip, to be too old to insert the blank and society never holds people to account on these limiting beliefs or these limiting statements that don't allow people to live a full life and i think i live in a bubble when we when we record 100 not out and particularly when we interview graceful ages so we spend a fair chunk of our time each month like just recently, Don Reddington swimming the English Channel at 78. You know, Charles Eugster, no longer with us, but was the fastest man over 95 running 200 metres, a retired dentist. And yeah. even he said to us, I still remember it, he said with an anger that it frustrated him so much that he stood out from the crowd being such a graceful ager because for him, he wasn't, he didn't want to feel like he was, 
uh, the Lone Ranger when it came to be living a great life in his 90s. Like he, that just made him sad that so many other people in their 90s were like on a really slow decline to end their life. And sadly, I suppose, in recent conversations, I've come to realise that people have, have bought into this, who knows at what age, but I'm hearing people talking about it in their 60s, like slowing down, you yeah. know, and retiring with no plan or idea for life. And what you and I know is that statistically, according to World Health Organization stats, they have at least another two decades and maybe even three. And if they've got no plans for their future, technology, medicine, lifestyle, we live a slow death. You know, you and I are both reading Peter Atiyah's Outlive at the moment, talking about a, we used to live a, have a fast death and now we live in a world where we have slow deaths. When people start to buy into the ageism and the limiting beliefs around it, they are signing up for the slowest of slow deaths. And to be frank, it just breaks my heart. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So how, what's, the, what's the workaround with that? I mean, you and I are very optimistic people and we would you know, encourage anybody to ask more questions, to um, explore the possibilities, to stretch, to stretch their mind. Um, to think about what is actually possible as opposed to sign up for or um, delve into limiting beliefs um, or even, um, you know, we, we would encourage people to find a way through that they could enjoy or achieve the things that they first set out to achieve unless it's incredibly dangerous like, you know. But, you know, even when I say that, there was a man I was watching the other day on, I don't know, current affairs or something like that. He was a paraplegic after a helicopter crash, and then he climbed to base camp in, in um, on, on the Himalayas, you know, like Mount Everest. <laughs> I it's love un- this. Unbelievable. You know, so how dangerous is that attempt? No, I mean, I'm sure people said you're crazy, you, you know, you can hardly walk and you're going to climb that, but he still did it. So I think that humans often sell themselves short for, for what they think is actually possible and what they think is achievable. And and I, I'll, I'll toot my own horn here a little bit. Um, I, when I first started playing golf, had a handicap that was way out there. I set a goal to achieve um, a handicap of about five. Um, at 50, I've now achieved that handicap of about five. And now I'm setting myself another goal to achieve a handicap that's about three. And then I think that when I achieve three, I'm going to want to shoot for scratch. Or at least I want to be able to regularly par the course. You know what I mean? And so that's a really great feeling to know that I'm not limited by my age. I still hit the ball as well as someone who I played with somebody today who's 40 odd, just just turned 40, and I was hitting the ball, driving it past him. And so like to be able to do that, and he's one of the bigger hitters, that, that is because I'm not letting myself be limited. And in fact, here's something else. The younger guys that are around 20-something, when they do stuff, I go, oh, my gosh, that's actually possible. And so then I try to do that sort of thing. And so I think there's something in that for those people that are starting to doubt their capabilities because of your age. I think you want to still be reminded of the things that are still possible by looking at those people that are younger than you and go, oh, I can why I can still do that. Why would I not want to do that? Why would I not want to achieve that? And then surround yourself with people that are going to help you move in that direction so that you can actually achieve it, you know, rather than actually surrounding yourself with people who are going to put padding around you or ageism you to stop you from actually achieving um, your goals and your dreams. Damo, 
I'm taking notes here. I've got notes. I've got notes. I'm writing things down. You are talking so much wisdom. You answered your own question because you said, Piercy, what do you think people do? And then you you shared this story because I was going to say, listen to the exceptional people that we've interviewed on here and get inspired by what they're doing. If you've um, lost a limb, if you've got paralysis in your body and there's paraplegics climbing Everest, you can't say that you can't do something because of your paraplegia because you can then point to this person and go, well, hold on a minute, it can be done. Um, you, you, You drew on the inspiration of younger people, which is inspiring, and we always say it's so great having friends that are young because they inspire you and at the same time I wrote down and also hang around older people because they defy any limiting beliefs or or global ageism that that we might have about ourselves because I often go well I could never say I'm too old to swim the English channel because there's a 78 year old accountant from Melbourne who's doing it with his mates you know or we could never say we're too old to climb Everest because a 65 year old psychologist um, you know, the climbed it on his 68th birthday. Jan Damn. Smith had only been yeah. doing it for three years. Or we're never too old to do an Ironman triathlon. Sister Madonna Buddha is the oldest woman to ever do it age 84. So yeah. who are we to buy into any ageism when there are so many examples just on our podcast and no doubt on others that defy these beliefs that our parents might tell us or our boss might tell us or the news might tell us or our friends might tell us or social media might tell us. I feel like our little time capsule of our podcast is such a great avenue or vehicle for breaking our own beliefs to go, I am so wrong here Mm. saying that at 42 years old, I am too old to start a business or to do this or to do that, like we've got so much evidence to prove that that's not the case. So I like my anecdotal evidence. I like my overwhelming anecdotal evidence based on the people that we've been interviewed here that take any excuse around our date of birth um, mm. when it comes to doing something that we that we think we want to have a crack at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's good. I, my mind went in lots of different directions as we were talking about that and um and and I'm excited that you know we've dropped a few of these little bombshells because I'm sure it'll it'll help people just you know sort out a few little things in their minds. But I think the other thing is too that if you choose to you want to do something different, if you use discrimination against yourself. So for example, let's say for you decide to you don't want to go to the park, um, and instead of saying, "Oh, look," to be honest with you, I don't really want to go to the park. If you said, "Oh, look, I'm too old to go to the park." Um, and if I fall over and break my hip, then I'm never going to be able to, you know, I'm not going to be able to go to the park again. You know, if you start to ageism yourself, then, and you just do it off the cuff and you think that that's an appropriate excuse, then what might actually end up happening is you start to live that limited belief mm. um, because you planted the seed in the first place. So mm. you want to shake that tree, get rid of it, and get that sort of limiting belief out because the moment you acknowledge it for something, the next second you're using that same. A limiting belief as an excuse for something else. So then you start to go, oh, that worked again. So you start to say it again. So it becomes a self-perpetuating, self-fulfilling myth cycle um, that you've talked yourself into because you used that once before. It's like telling a lie. It just continues to feed. Yeah, this is so good. I love this. When you said telling a lie, what I wrote down earlier when you were talking was pangs of like incongruence or someone says something and it, it um, doesn't, it doesn't feel good and, and yeah. many of us can just like fob it off. But yeah. if you feel like someone says something and it just gives you a little twitch of, oh, I didn't like that, like like turn that into um, 
an action or an activity or, or doing the, the opposite. The other thing I wrote down when you were saying was when people say, you know, say I'm too old to run a marathon, you know, the pattern interrupt to self would be like, no, 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 I'm too old not to run a marathon. Yeah. Like if you're 55 and you've always wanted to run a marathon but you got married, you had kids, you got too busy, quote, unquote, and now the kids have left home and you've got extra time on your hands and you're going to go running and you go, nah, but my days are gone, you know, I'm too old to play golf. I love your golf story. I know people can get bored by sport, but your golf story in relation to your age and the longevity conversation just pushes all the right buttons for me. But if you do that on a physical activity level, um, whether it's dancing, whether it's I'm too old to do yoga, I'm too old to go for a hike, I'm too old to climb Everest, I'm too old to run a marathon. No, 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 I'm too old not to because then you've got this urgency that your days are numbered. Like if you really want to do something, I'm too old not to travel overseas. Like this is the urgency that I think we must live with because – no one knows when it ends. Yeah. And to be so safe and secure, I know you love vanilla ice cream, but I go, it's like vanilla ice cream. No, it's just so predictable. No, 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 I know. No, no. So that's not a good example a of this podcast. Zero flavor ice cream would be zero, that. Like a zero, zero flavor alcohol like beer. ice cream, which has no flavor. Vanilla is a flavor. Like it's a Yeah, delicious. okay. Zero alcohol wine, zero alcohol beer. That's my <laughs> example. Other people will disagree with that. Um, but you're too old. Not to do the thing that you love. Like yeah. it has to be that urgency and it also puts the responsibility back on you, the individual, and you then have that beautiful freedom of not living your life based on what your friends say or your family or the papers. Like it's your life. Go and live it regardless of your date of birth. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Now, PC, I don't know how long we'll be going for, but I just want to do a couple of little shout-outs. Um, one 18, is, 18 minutes for your reference. Okay, great. Thank you. I just want to say um, to long-time listener, first-time caller, Mike, I'm sorry because <laughs> when I did um, our um, our podcast where there was the citizen's rest, I neglected to include Mike in the – he was also on the practice range and he was hitting the ball and he also heard the crash and I didn't say that he'd also heard it. And so he then came to me and said, I have a bone to pick with you. And I said, what's that? And he said, you didn't mention my name when I when you were talking about the citizen's <laughs> arrest. And I said, oh. And he said, I was there also. And I was like, okay, cool. Sorry, mate. So, Mike, here's my apology. I hope you accept it. Um, thank you for also hearing the truck crash into the Montague Bridge um, like I did. Um, and But also thank you for not chasing after the car like I did. Otherwise, um, we might have had to share the accolade. So just, just <laughs> say that, Mike. So I'm glad you didn't, like, come with me to track down that, that trucky. But also, Mike also um, agrees with the Sensational 7 from our previous podcast where uh, we were talking about family being included in social um, and that would trim your triangle, your pyramid, from eight down to seven, which is a magic number. Seven is a magic number, and it's the cycles of seven, which is congruent with all of what you teach. Uh, he also agrees, sensational seven, family belongs in the social for sure, is the comment that he gave me, and he said he was going to communicate it with you too, PC. He did share that with me, and thank you for those shout-outs, um, and thank you, Mike. Yes, I did I did ask him if uh, you've been paying people to send me messages to uh, <laughs> uh, recommend a reduction from eight to seven. Now, there was also a rumour going round yeah. that um, given your citizen's arrest, you might be up for um, uh, a, a Queen's birthday honour. 
this year. No, I, I think so. you've been nominated. It could be for... in reverse. It could actually be in reverse um, because apparently people at the club aren't happy that I went to chase this person um, instead of just dobbing on them. And then, but I would, I would still defend my actions and say, well, no laws were broken. Maybe it was a little bit cavalier. No laws were broken, but I also that also meant that this this young boy didn't have a police incident, so the police weren't involved, which is great. Um, because we're able to bring him back to the club and he didn't run from the crime in the end. Um, plus, hopefully, he didn't lose his job. So I, I think I did a good deed uh, for both the club and for this young man. So if anyone's listening from the club and you think that I shouldn't have done what I did, oh, well. A couple of link backs in this to, to wrap it up. Uh, very important for those people that think Damo should not have chased. We spoke very clearly in that episode around care and community accountability. And uh, Min, our glorious producer, can pop in the show notes links to the Crack Your Stress Code series that we did on 100 Not Out mm. because, as Damo very rightly says, and it's very liberating, you only stress about the things that you care about. Yeah. And Damo is so house proud and loves his golf club so much and it would have been like seeing his own house crashed into when he saw that pergola come down yes. and anyone in their own home that saw that happen would have chased down uh, whoever it was that happened, whether it was accidental, <laughs> on purpose. That's yes. house proud demo. That's caring demo. And shame, shame, shame <laughs> on anyone that says that demo should not have chased down the driver. Um, demo, yeah. it's time to wrap as always. Thank you for your wisdom and for uh, having this conversation around ageism. I am not yet 50. I've still got seven and a half years before we have the ageism conversation uh, around my own uh, experience. But if there's anything happening that happens with you, I am your bodyguard, your spiritual bodyguard around this. I will out them on this podcast. I will name and shame anyone that actually gets to you in relation to your age. And uh, if we can stamp it out, our little podcast around the world, because in Ikaria, as we always observe, they do not care at all around your birthday. In fact, you aren't even celebrated for being old no. uh, until you're in your until you're in your nineties. You can't say I'm here for my eightieth birthday. They're like a whoopee do. You're like a teenager. Like it's just not a thing. So let's be True. very mindful that yeah. this is not something to be mucked around with in Australia. And um, I think this has been a cracker. Uh, all right. And for everyone that wants more of Damo, head on over to damienchristoff.com, myself, marcuspierce.com.au. Links to uh, episodes mentioned in this podcast will be in the show notes. If you uh, want to be wild and don't want to buy into the ageist uh, paradigm, you are welcome to join us on the island where people forget to die. They just do not die in Ikaria. They live forever, <laughs> apparently, um, 80% less uh, uh, dementia, 50% less cancer, 20% less heart disease. If you want to see why and how, Come join us August 22 to 31, and then we go to Sardinia, September 1 to 10. You can come to one or both. All the details at 100notout.com. And until next week, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter, The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives.
Impossible Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners. These podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.